0: We're scared to admit it when it happens, and we frown on people who commit it when they do. It's the most feared thing in school and the last title you want to ever receive. But the truth is, no amount of success came without it. Sarah, what is it? What is this thing I'm talking about? Can you, can you guess?
1: I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Think about it. Think about it.
1: No, okay.
0: It's it's the most feared thing in school.
1: Okay, the most I think that's t- the big t- test thing. taking. Tests. <laughs> You're getting that, close. That was Closer. for me. You're I don't so know. Close. Keep going. I, I was a nerd. I like going to school.
0: Yeah. I didn't.
1: I, I well, feared how, being. I feared being bullied when I was going through that period of time.
0: Oh yeah, bullies. Bullies suck. No one likes a bully. No. I promise not thing, to bully you into this, Sarah. I,
1: I feared pop quizzes, not yeah. being properly why, prepared. Why?
0: Why did you fear be- pop quizzes?
1: Because sometimes when you're taking so many classes or you have so many topics or you have to study all of them 100% every single night, and it's better to kind of shuffle and kind of have narrowed focus. Anyways, I just don't like it because I so, I so like what? to be prepared and I like to know what's coming yeah. up. I like to know what's...
0: Why? So what? You didn't know all the stuff. You take the quiz. What's the worst that can happen?
1: Because it affects your grade.
0: Yeah? What's they the grade def- you're so afraid of?
1: You need to have an A. And if you're being thrown pop quizzes and you're not properly prepared in that moment, then you get a bad grade and that ultimately <gasps> determines your GPA.
0: So what you're telling me is you're afraid of failure.
1: That's a part of it, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is that is the core of going through school. You don't want to fail. That's the whole point, right? The thing is, is, it's the thing we're all scared of. It follows us in school. It's not the title we want. But the truth is... Failure is how we learn from our mistakes. It paints the perimeter around success. It's the discovery of problems. And what I find to be most interesting about time loops, because time loops is all about failure and escaping the consequences and creating success with razor sharp precision. Guys, today we're talking about time loops. We're Creator's Playbook, creating inspiration to motivate us to create stories in whatever medium you want, hopefully, doing it in an entertaining way. I'm Robbie. I'm Sarah. And stick around because we're going to talk about time loops. Thanks for sticking around and joining us on this episode. We will be exploring time loops, and uh, hopefully you will be inspired to either do one yourself or take the story elements that we've created and implement them into your own stories. So before we get started, just just an announcement. We are taking...
1: December 29th.
0: Thank you. We're taking December 29th off. So there will be an episode this next week, uh, but there will not be an episode. Sorry, that's a lie. Yeah, I've, we're recording this week. There is an episode next week for
1: what you are the, now listening to. Which at you this are listening to
0: at this moment. So the next <laughs> week, right before
1: New Year's, there will not be an episode.
0: <laughs> this so join us back, back in January. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. I am failing here. And Sarah is the wings to my success.
1: See, I'm helping in the theme of failure.
0: You're the theme of failure. (laughs) Time loops. So, um, yes, no episode of the 29th. Also, uh, our social medias are active. Please come leave comments if you're enjoying the episode. Uh, we would ask you to please leave a rating. I think the Spotify rating system is supposed to be up by now. The ratings would really help us. If you're on Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts, Hopefully please they a rating. Hopefully you enjoy oh. this and give us a good rating. <laughs> please leave a good rating so the algorithms don't hate us. Uh, yeah. Anyway, appreciate you guys. That's enough announcements. We're going to get into the episode now. Sarah, I yes. have a hypothetical for you okay. that I want to use to warm our way into this topic. All right? Okay. So, this is your hypothetical. Be okay. prepared for everything I'm about to throw, throw at you. Mm.
1: Just for the Sarah, audience, I have no idea what's about to happen. Just, <laughs> it's
0: I'm a complete on. Complete surprise.
1: I am at the edge of my seat in anticipation.
0: <laughs> Sarah, mm-hmm. you decide to go for a lovely walk. It is not winter where it is freezing cold, it is a lovely summer. Yeah, because I
1: wouldn't want to go on a walk in this weather.
0: <laughs> hey, some people like winter <laughs> locks, walks, okay? Oh. Don't judge the winter walkers.
1: All I think about is a cold nose and a cold sickness that can happen.
0: <laughs> what Sarah's saying is, if she were to be stuck in a time loop, definitely don't have it be. In I winter. do not
1: want it in winter. No, That'd be the worst. No. Well, a nice spring day or autumn evening. Autumn totally evening, cool yeah.
0: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. with the with like, the the with some colors in the trees being
1: roasted, and you can mm. yeah, the nice crisp air.
0: That's fair. I can appreciate that. Well, in this situation, it is a, it is a summer's day, not too hot, not too cold. Okay. Why would it be cold? It's summer. I don't know. But it, it, you're walking happen. along the street, and just as you turn the corner to go back to the house, your neighbor's house is on fire. It is. You can see the flames bursting from the windows, coming the the smoke spiraling into the air, and you are staring in shock at this chaos this this mini Armageddon. What do you do?
1: I call nine one one.
0: Okay, good job. I
1: mean, no, that's the first you, thing. I have my phone with me because I'm probably tracking my miles beep, bop, because beep. that's what I do. And the first thing I do is I call for authorities who have the proper equipment to help.
0: Well, someone tackles you to the ground. They wring <laughs> the phone out of your fingers and they throw <sighs> it across the street and, and they pin you and they say, what are you doing? How do you react?
1: Trying to save lives. And I run after the phone
0: and I try calling them again. <laughs> you, so you give them the good old one, two to the face. They're like, ah, they fall on no, the ground. Okay, so-
1: so what is the stature of this person attacking me? Do I have a chance of fighting back properly?
0: It actually is a woman. It okay, is a woman. She's actually probably a little smaller than me. I,
1: I have a yellow belt in Taekwondo. Oh. So I, I did, before I stopped taking Taekwondo, learn how to do a proper punch. I, I get my hands ready. I get my stance. <laughs> and I throw a good right, right hook.
0: <laughs> you give him the good old right hook. I like, do. Ah.
1: I got a really good right hook right before I quit.
0: <laughs> uh, you You knock her out. In fact, you hit her so well, it cracks her jaw.
1: Oh, that's and nice. And she
0: she goes into a coma. Sad for her. All right. Um the the firemen show up. They're putting out the fire, but oh no, it it's getting worse. The fire's expanding. The more water they put on it, the bigger it gets.
1: Are they accidentally spraying gasoline?
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, We thought this was water, but it's gasoline. This was this wasn't the fire hydrant. It was the gas pump. What were we thinking? Yeah, that's so <laughs> Weird and awkward. <laughs> so the fire okay. expands. The fire continues to spread. And you're like, oh, no. And then years And now later, are the
1: houses getting caught on other fire? Other houses.
0: They discover that this isn't just a normal fire. It's a chemical fire. And it's spreading and it's spreading and it's going were crazy. They, were they making drugs
1: and in the basement of this house and it just got out of control? I'm not sure like, what
0: was happening in this house. Because I'm, I'm
1: kind of getting like they were- making illegal substances. And that is probably why they have an overdose of flammable It's a new kind of
0: drug. Yeah. Well, long story short, you're now walking back around the corner.
1: Okay. You're turning the corner. Is this like a day or two later after the court trial? It's so
0: strange. You feel like you just went on this walk. And suddenly you're back on that walk all over again. And you're turning the corner. And there's the house on fire. You have a chance to do it all over again. What do you do this time?
1: I figure out where this woman is hiding.
0: You find her. She's on the corner and she is weeping, bawling her eyes out. And she notices you. Now, what do you do?
1: Figure out why she's crying.
0: Yeah. Okay. She tells you. <laughs> she tells you she's been doing drugs in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> she's... And it's a, it's a, it's a chemical fire, and any water that gets poured on it will make it worse. Okay. Now, what do you do?
1: I still have to call the authorities. <laughs>
0: She starts, she reaches up and she, she tries to tackle you to the ground. Now, you know why she's tackling you because this is a drug incident. So she's tackling you. She's like, no, don't call the police, please. They're going to put me in jail. uh, This fire, they'll, they'll put water on it and please don't call the police. Yeah, I'm not stopping. I'm still doing it. Okay. (laughs) You're still doing it. So no. I'm i I'm guessing you wrangle her off her, maybe I'm trying to think how you get out of the situation. She's pretty it's maybe a she's, shame
1: I don't just randomly always carry zip ties with me, because I could have just zip tied her.
0: Maybe you get into a wrestle and you you subdue her. You could try talking her out of it. I mean I mean like, that's always a very
1: reasonable approach.
0: That is a very reasonable approach, yeah. Crazy.
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> there's a fire going crazy and other houses are in danger. So there's that too going on.
0: You would be shocked at how selfish people can be when they might get caught in something that they weren't supposed to be doing. It would. Mm. It's it's amazing what people will do. So you got That's a choice. You can try and uh, you could try and knock her out. You could try and talk her out of it what do you do?
1: See, the problem here is that there is a time element. And as much as I want to reason with someone, when someone is not reasonable, and you can get that you can get that pretty off the bat, whether or not you can reason with a person, I would probably have to start knocking on doors, I would need to alert the neighbors that they are in danger. Because once that happens, then somebody at some point will contact the authorities. And I can then tell the fire people that when they show up, hey, there's chemicals involved in the basement. You're going to want to try a different approach because I just talked to the lady. At that point, if the lady is still going crazy, I now would have neighbors that would be able to help me with that situation.
0: Perfect. Okay, so you get help. You go out, knock on some doors. You bring people in to help you out. Great. Yeah, I think that's a perfect solution. And I'd say we could finish the the time loop example there. Like, you go, (laughs) you get help. They help to do the lady. They call a number. You explain the situation. It's a chemical fire. They're like, oh, well, in this case...
1: And and also, I wouldn't have to explain to me how I know it's a chemical fire, like from a previous experience. So I don't then look like a nutcase for having experiences already. I have the proof from the admission from the lady who's going crazy because she admitted to it. And I wouldn't have to admit to the previous
0: recurrence. It's an interesting sandbox you can play with. You're presented with problems that you have to solve. And the idea is if you fail, you get to try again. right? And that can spawn a lot of different opportunities. Uh, It can spawn the perfect situation where after enough tries you know exactly what it is you need to do. But you also presented, and and you see this, you see this in time-lapse stories where a a person knows everything perfectly, and that can be a problem. It can cause suspicion, it can Mm -hmm. throw them in the crazy bin, all these different things. So it becomes this carefully crafted solution, you know, going back to that phrase, that razor-sharp precision to get success. So yeah, you're hitting on all the points, all the points. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So crafting solutions is a big part of time loops and uh, a lot of other things, too. So I thought, why don't we go ahead and let's get into some examples of good time loop stories that we've enjoyed.
1: Well, I uh, think there's there's one we all can think of.
0: Oh, yes. Do tell.
1: It involves a groundhog.
0: Oh. And a certain that, holiday. It's on my list. Good old Phil. <laughs> so why that example? Why is that? Obviously, it's one of the most famous In fact, the Um, trope is named after. It's called the Groundhog Loop. But uh, build on it. Like, Why is it such a good story?
1: I just think just the whole movie itself is just so well done, just so well acted. And the characters are lovable. And you get this guy who's the news anchor, and he's a bit of a hothead. And he keeps going through this loop. And what he learns in the process about himself and about those he loves or doesn't like, you know, Vice versa. And it's still like this whole mystery whether or not, how long was he in this loop? How many, and you can search it up. I've looked it up. How long year wise would he have been in this loop for him to learn and know all the things that he ended up getting in the process? And nobody has a real definite answer because it's a lot of speculation. And so, for all we know, he was there for decades and decades going through the single day, what he learned and the people he got to know in the process and the skills. But I just think that it is a story of renewal and reflection and what would we do if we were stuck. It's just just so well written. It and is just, well written. And it's just a fun it's just fun.
0: Talking about how much he was in that time loop is a really huge indicator of what a powerful story that ended up being because we see throughout he's been there long enough that he has discovered all the problems going on in the city. And he's able to perfectly solve them. He can go. He saves the kid that falls out of the tree. He knows exactly yeah. when to be there. He, he walks into a restaurant randomly and there's a guy that's choking. He goes up, gives them the Heimlich maneuver and saves their life. And then he just walks out like he's been there long yeah. enough. But the thing
1: is, he finds
0: I- all the solutions to these problems.
1: As an audience, we don't know what it is he's supposed to figure out. So we're trying to figure it out along with him. And we'll see him going through the scenarios and we're like, okay, this has to be it. This has to be what he's trying to achieve. And then he wakes up the next morning and we're waiting for that clock. We're waiting for that song. Like, is it different this time? Did he finally figure it out? And as an audience, we're like, okay, that has to be it. That has to be the solution. That has to be what he was trying to achieve. And then we start having the doubts along with the character. What if this never ends? What if there isn't anything to learn, and then there is that worry, and then it ends, and he does move on to the next day. Finally,
0: right? I mean, he's been in there; he's obviously been doing things long enough, good enough. And I think what's interesting to me is, you know, this character has been stuck in this loop for who knows how long. It feels like it could have been years, probably. Who knows? Maybe a hundred years. I
1: think it's decades. And
0: what fascinates me about this is. The issue that he needs to solve, it's not really about him going and saving all these people. It's what you were insinuating, which is it's about him changing himself. And what I find interesting is he had literally, as far as he knew, an eternity to do whatever he wanted in this city. And in the end, he chose to do good. That's how he decided to live his eternity. He committed himself to it and to improving himself as a person. He started learning how to eye sculpt. He became an expert at the piano, which leads to this brilliant joke where there's these scenes where he's getting piano lessons and you see him getting better and better and better. And the teacher's just like, you you sure this was your first time? And then it leads to this final joke. He's on stage, he does this performance, and she gets up like, "I taught him how to play the piano," because <laughs> he technically he learned it all in a day. Eric yeah, wants. and so <laughs> it's it's hilarious because he you know he goes through all this, but the point is he chooses to spend eternity doing good, being more. And I think when he hits that, that's when the time loop finally breaks because he accepts it and he decides this is what I'm going to do. And I think it's a powerful message for us, you know, not only just as storytellers, but as story experiencers in that we, a lot of us can kind of feel like we're stuck in a loop where every day feels the same. And I feel like this movie is a message to us saying, how do you choose to live your loop? When you wake up, we do a lot of the same things throughout the week. We, we eat, we go to work, we sleep. And we do that every day. And I have months where not a lot happens more than that every single day.
1: You know, like the whole pandemic thing and in and out of lockdowns and everything else. That's really redefined the groundhog phenomenon within our own lives. And how much of us really achieved anything with all that extra time? And how many of us just did the same thing over and over? And how many of us started questioning what day of the week it was? Because even (laughs) just, you know, I was like, oh, is this a Monday? Oh, it felt like a Friday or... You know, I hate to admit the fact that there is so much I could have learned and studied and read and practiced, and I didn't. I watched a lot of shows, and in the end, how beneficial was all that? So we were all given the gift of time, and the question is how many of us properly used that gift?
0: I believe that to be the real crux of what can make a good time loop story. Is is that relatability of how do you treat and how do you act in a loop? That's what I kind of love about these different stories is in a time loop, you're trying to build up this illusion of like, well, he fixed this, this, and this, or he thinks that this is what he wants and that's what he wants. But the solution, it's hidden. What he really needs to do ends up coming out at the end. And that's what boils down into either breaking the loop or fixing the problem that the loop allows them to fix. I think this is an excellent opportunity to get into our prompt and let's get into the story creation part and explore some of these possibilities. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. It's perfect. Dr. Monduke whispered the glowing webby vortex twisted and wrapped around a pinprick of light like a kaleidoscope bleeding itself into the fabric of reality. His brain and eyes could barely comprehend it. But his hyperanalysis goggles identified the mathematical constants and constructed an analogous shape his brain could understand, which was a blue muffin with chocolate chips reenacting the signing of the Declaration of Independence. What? He had come to expect these things when having the proverbial golfing match with both space, time, and all their mysteries in his laboratory. To his left stood another masterpiece, a portal that led to an infinite number of realities, all their worlds, anomalies, and civilizations. To his right stood his most prized possession, a printer that never ran out of ink and could tell him exactly how much time was needed to pop all the popcorn in a bag without burning it. But these and all the other experiments, devices, and prototypes all came to the center, of his real masterpiece, this glowing anomaly, a time vortex. I've done it, he declared to a semi-sentient printer. I've created the mastery of time itself. No possibility can escape me now. I'll have forever to create all that I could possibly imagine. Printer, clap for me. The printer whirred a quizzical note. I don't know. Flap your scanner hatch, or jump scooter. Do something. It will take two minutes and ten seconds for your bag of... Dr. McDuke cut him off with his signature glare. I said applaud me, the doctor said in a more firm voice. The printer worded a less animated note, and that began flapping its scanner hatch, wobbling, hopping, and then tilting threateningly forward before it fell onto its face and knocked the time vortex. The vortex popped off its stand, rolled across the floor, and went straight into the portal that led to an infinite number of realities. There was a long moment of silence as both the doctor and the printer stared at the portal. It turned green and then blue until it shrunk to the size of a pea before popping out of existence with a sizzle. Oh, the doctor muttered. Well, that could cause problems. Boom. So what we've learned from this experience is a time vortex has popped into a portal that leads to infinite realities. This in some way is going to cause a time loop for someone somewhere in some fashion. And we're going to do a breakdown of these different elements. So before we hop into this and we start creating a time loop situation, we have to describe a scenario. Could be fantasy, sci-fi, or it could be more current. So Sarah, do you want to give us a setting? Anything that comes to mind? Uh, your your prompt could be someone having a bad day. It, it could be whatever you want. What do you want? All right.
1: I was Where do just, you want to set this? I was just thinking that this vortex thing going into the portal thing kind of keeps it pretty open-ended
0: it keeps it yeah it's, very we're
1: not even trapped on earth now this this could be anything
0: it's infinite realities you can do whatever and you i want. was
1: just thinking what if it's not one person what if it's a whole civilization that's stuck on
0: loop? oh interesting okay
1: so it's not one person who has to keep the secret it's everybody And so I just kind of got this vision of what if this is Earth in future development and we have joined up with other civilizations. So we have those who are descended from Earth, but then we also have those from other galactic empires. And I'm kind of picturing the civilization on a planet. Let's call it Nimru. No idea why. Just words. Nimru is the <laughs> Nimru. name of the planet.
0: It's very... Fa- I like it. It's very whimsical.
1: And I don't know why. I was just kind of getting this picture of like pink grass and
0: oh, tall, very, very
1: metallic blue buildings. And so we have some of Earth's uh, descendants on this planet. But we also have different types of colorful aliens as well that we're all mingling. And suddenly there is a crack in the sky. And everybody looks up. And... It's pretty much an aurora borealis on a drug trip that's going on around this planet. Just all these shimmering, glittering light waves bouncing around the atmosphere. And anyone's Ooh. like, what's going on? And you like have this. suddenly you have these space vehicles flying above, going into a complete stop. And bumping into each other. <laughs> so you have oh, no plane you have like space vehicles falling from the sky and you have people screaming. Okay, it's not that bad. Janet but was there, just but there going are, to, her,
0: but- to her piano lessons and then boom, crashes into another car. Yes. This is terrible, Sarah. How could you do this?
1: I know. I'm just so mean. And everyone is like, what is going on? And then there's a flash and they're taken to the day before.
0: Okay. And everything
1: All right. is completely normal. Nobody's falling from the sky. Nobody is crashing into someone else and other weird circumstances that can be going on. And everyone looks around and is utterly confused.
0: Amazing. So an entire civilization on this world is caught in a new time loop. From this strange vortex that is spilled into their reality or maybe even multiple realities. I like that. I can dig it. Okay. Well, I think on that note, you've already answered a couple of questions as we're going through and we're doing this breakdown. One of the things is, you know, we need a setting, obviously, as you would for any story. So we have identified the loop. So a couple of things we need to find out is, you know, the extension of the loop. How long is it?
1: Yeah, is it a day? How long it seems is like it going a day forward? now is it a It's day? become cliche. A so year? it probably should be longer than that.
0: Because when you say civilization, I think how interesting it would be if it were longer. So we need a character. Before I present this idea, we need a character. And who's going to follow us? Who's going to tell us? Who are we going to experience this story through? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking, I want to do someone average. Should we do an average person? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think of something so average. Oh. Like just completely. So I'm, average. Maybe not. Uh, I don't want to see so average on an alien planet.
1: Though. So how average is that? Average, not average to us, but average to them.
0: Average to them. I really want to do someone that's normal, you know, not someone that's. H- how do you put it? Don't want to be some like some businessman or some fantastic scientist that discovers the issue. Someone like normal, like us, like you know, my has job a is a day is,
1: job that has just la-
0: a day job doing a nine anything to five,
1: but not necessarily nine to five. They probably have a boss that likes to abuse their oh. work hours. I have it. Okay.
0: This guy, we're gonna call him Wiki. No, Wiki we're on, call the
1: him, on the planet Nimru. We're
0: we're gonna call him. Uh, we're gonna call him Tulip. <laughs>
1: no, go. not Tulip because that's a flower. Not Tulip. No. How about?
0: How about Lupin? That's a real name. That sounds kind of alien. Okay. Yeah. Lupin. Sure. All right. It's,
1: it's a flower, but it's also a werewolf. So Lupin
0: is. Uh, Lupin is setting up the stage for this incredible concert that's about to happen. He's he's plugging in the chorus to the speakers. He's getting up on top of the uh, the scaffolding to tie the lights for this big performance that's about to happen. And for just one moment, he's taking a breather, sweat gathering on his face. He stands up in this incredible stadium where he doesn't realize that he has front row seats to this incredible event. And he looks up right into the sky and he sees the aurora borealis vomit that you described to us spilling out across the atmosphere and then boom he wakes up that morning
1: so this is a less than 24 hour loop
0: no 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 it's the loop will happen over the course of many many years but when it first initially happens it sends everyone back a day right okay. So sends him back into his, uh, we'll say, his motorhome, his truck, where he sleeps because he travels a lot. This guy works in broadcast. He sets up the stages, the lights, the speakers. That's what he, him and the company that he works for does. And he wakes up in the vehicle where they slept that night, and here's a knock on the door. Uh, door opens and says, "Hey, dude, it's it's seven o'clock. We got to get the stage set up." And he's like, "What the heck just happened?"
1: So this other person is not than aware of the not, time loop? Cause it seems like everyone would be freaking out.
0: This does present a question. Do we have him in a time loop or do we not have him in a time? loop?
1: I think we have everybody in a time loop.
0: Do we have him be aware or would it be more interesting to have everyone aware of the loop? I think because we, we to- could have the, the knock, knock, knock in the door. It opens guy sneaks his head in and where he remembers it was the guy telling him to wake up. But now the guy's open it and he's like, Hey, did you just see that?
1: Yeah. See, I, I think that's the better way to go because okay. it doesn't make sense. Why would a, a vortex going into a um, multiple universe thingy or whatever you had there. Um, why would it single out one particular individual? Well, that could like, be a
0: fun question to answer. Why
1: or, him? oh, I just got this visual. What if it's multiple people, but it's not everyone? And they're like little particles that went down and hit people. And so those who are hit by these particles are the ones who are aware and not everybody was hit by the particles. Ooh, and he,
0: interesting. Was one of the, he
1: was one of the ones who was hit by the particles. And maybe this guy isn't one of them. And so part of the journey is finding those who were also hit by the particles and equally confused. So they're all going through these time loops thinking they're the only one. And as the story progresses, they find out that there are others who are faking it alongside them.
0: I love this idea because remember, we had set up, This this concept that this is not, this isn't a time loop that just occurs in a day. It happens over a very long period of time. So this guy has this experience and he's like, hey, did you see the lights? I thought it was yesterday. Like, did I get knocked out? And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I need you setting up the speakers. Those have to be ready by eight. And then we got to get the lights up by 12. So get on that today, right now. And the guy's like, shoot, I must've just, I'm going crazy. Puts on his clothes, sets up the stage. The performance is great. He continues living his life stays in that job for the next one, two, 10, 20 years. And that event that happened, no one's ever talked about it. He's Googled about it. He's, I guess this planet has Google (laughs) and he's trying to find evidence about this, but eventually he does forget. He forgets that it happened and he lives his life as normal. Well, he's now, let's say 55 years old, And he's going out to do another production. He's starting to feel it. He's like, Holly, my muscles are tightening up. I I feel a little more stiff in the mornings. And carrying all this stuff and setting up these things is getting a little bit harder than it used to be when I was 25. And he's setting up another stage. And it just so happens to be the stage that he was setting up all those years ago. And he's setting up the lights and he stands there and he looks up. And suddenly he blinks, opens his eyes, and he's there again. 25 years ago, back in his bunk in the car. And he hears the knock at the door. Guy opens up and he says, hey man, I need you to go set up the stuff. Like we got to have this done by eight, this thing done by 12. And the loop is 25 years, right? And so he ints back up here. And this is a really hard story to tell because now he knows all these things. And you could go through several iterations of these 25 year loops. If we decide the trigger... Because that is one of the things we have to answer, the trigger of the loop. What causes the loop to happen? Is it a time limit, hits 25 years and goes back? Or does something have to happen on the world that triggers the loop? So it's not always 25 years. Maybe it's a 10-year loop. Maybe the loop happens. Because in time loop stories, a person could live for 10, 10, 15, 20 days, and then something triggers the loop. In some cases, it's a death. He dies, and he goes back to the beginning, right? So... And the question we have to answer here, what is causing the loop to to actually occur, to send them back to that save point?
1: I think it would be a good visual that once again, he sees the sky as an older man, because I think he needs to see that again. He needs to see it unfurling again.
0: So he sees the time vomit?
1: Mm-hmm. He sees the time vomit as a 55-year-old man. Of course, this is 55 years on whatever planet he's on. So yeah. you know, time is reckoned differently on each planet. But he's looking up, he's you know old and he sees it all over again and that's when it's like holy crap what's going on like this is happening again but here's the thing though about having such a long time loop you know pretty much set up the fact that he doesn't seem to be married and he doesn't seem to have kids he didn't seem to start a family he kept with the same job all 25 years he never branched out so it seems like he's the type of person who would have a lot of regrets possibly yeah. and
0: this is his chance to redo life
1: With it being such a large loop, you also have those who would remember the loop who probably did have kids. You might even have grandkids by this point if their kids got married young. So...
0: So what's the trigger then? Is it just a set amount of time has to pass? Or is there something else happening? Because we could say maybe he maybe he falls. He trips on the scaffolding, falls and dies, and then wakes up. That's a very traditional time loop trigger.
1: I, I kind of like the visual of this time vortex vomit thing that keeps happening. And it's the thing that you see right before it starts.
0: You see oh, so it. So happens randomly.
1: Yeah, I think I want it to happen randomly. Because if he's not the only one who's caught up in this loop, having it be a situation where he's falling off the scaffolding, would mean everybody would have to be doing that at the same time, but everybody is being caught up in the loop at the same time.
0: Well, unless it's just one person has to loop that dies. So anyone that got infected with this this <laughs> particle you were talking about, when any one of them dies, the whole loop starts over.
1: I just I just, just thought of something. So as we are, have been exploring different ideas, there's one thing we haven't brought back, and that is that McDuke character. We're getting caught up in these people who are reliving these segments of their lives. And we know that there's a group of them, but there's one thing we need to bring back. Like, who is the main character? Is it these people who are reliving their lives or is it McDuke?
0: Well, we decided it was the guy working broadcasts. He's our main character. But what if he's not?
1: What if he's not? What if we make McDuke the main character? And what if he has the ability to narrow down and kind of like he's a great galactic overseer of sorts?
0: If we were to do that, which we could, then it would be him having to interact with people in the loop to help them break out of it.
1: That'd actually be really entertaining. <laughs>
0: He's going around and he's like, okay, this guy, this could be really interesting. Yeah. Because I see this image. If I imagine he's a super high tech guy. Mm-hmm. So I would say he finds where his vortex went, right? He's like going through all the realities. Like, no, it's not the cotton candy reality. He's going through the other ones. It's not Jane Austen reality where every planet is just a Jane Austen story. He skips that one, keeps going, swiping, swiping, <laughs> swiping left, swiping left, swiping left. Until he finally finds this reality and swipes right, goes into it. And he... Literally like throws out his arms and like a million little cameras go down, searching the planet, trying to find it, doing it covertly because he believes in not disturbing scenes. What if trying he has a tracer? He can
1: find the people who have been touched by the particles.
0: Oh, maybe the vortex relieves like the particle emits this kind of radiation and it can sense it. So mm-hmm. it goes out and he finds these 25 people and he can immediately with his advanced knowledge see, oh, shoot, the vortexes. As he's running the scans, the, the the screen's up and it's shooting all the data at him. He's like analyzing like, okay, where's my vortex? What do you mean my vortex is in a hundred different places? That's not possible. What do you mean my vortex is in a hundred different people? So the vortex, the particles we were seeing was the vortex splitting out and fusing with hundreds of different people on the planet. So now the mission is, well, shoot, I have to get the vortex out of these hundred different people. And he's trying to figure out how to do it. Uh?
1: Yeah, I think that's cool. Uh? And okay. so meanwhile, you have the loop happening, and he has a device on himself, so even though he's not been infected, he's able to experience it with them. So he gets caught up, but not because he's been infected, but because he has technology that aids him in the recurrences. So he's oh. able to experience it with them. And so as he's going around, and he's finding the people who are reliving these different randomized sections... Because I do like the idea that's not just 25 years. I like the idea that there is a certain spontaneity between how long the loops are, that they're splintering and they're fracturing and they're like blooping all over the place. And so there's no prediction. And so. What if he has
0: control? What if he could just control the room? Well, so it's random for them, but it's not random for him. Because I think okay. we're experiencing this story through his eyes yeah. and we're still doing it through the broadcast guys. Yeah. It goes back and forth.
1: Now, the question though is okay, we want to do the broadcast. Because I feel like we need to bring in the other people at some point. And so we have the doctor dude trying to find these people. I don't know if he's a doctor dude, but he's a scientist. So he's something (laughs) very specific. Okay, so we have McDuke trying to find the people. But we also now have segments of those who have been affected who are also trying to find. And so as they go through the loops, they use social media and they use other means to help find each other. And so it's like... A chance to redo things, but then at the same time, because they never know if it's ever going to stop and whatever they're left with is what their life is going to be. So there's that fear. But then you also have to wonder how many of them are probably at a point of depression, worrying about stuff. And so that could be I think depression might be
0: the key word there. What if if these people are struggling with different things? Mm -hmm. What if this is somehow tied into the brain chemistry of these people? And Dr. McDuke's strategy... Is that he has to help them all live happy lives, oh. in order for the vortex to separate. That is his. So strategy. it's a
1: benevolent vortex. First goal.
0: It's a benevolent vortex. The vortex, like, oh, these poor guys.
1: It's a benevolent sentient
0: vortex with a good heart. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yep. He has. I think Doctor McDuke has a habit of making everything he creates with sentience. So, like, the printer was sentient, the vortex is sentient. I I have a feeling
1: that McDuke is a very lonely guy.
0: He's deprived. What if... (laughs) Maybe maybe that's the solution to this story. He finally finds friends. He
1: finally finds friends, but he also finds a love interest in the process. So one of the gals who was infected becomes his love interest. And maybe I'm all
0: for this. You and, know me. And maybe yes. those
1: who have been infected, he gets to know them and they become. I don't know. It'd be funny if at some point he brings some of them back to his lair. I don't know if <laughs> lair is the right word. His operation above all the different possibilities and he removes mm. them from time.
0: Okay. I do like this idea where he maybe he decides to pick a few to help him out and he allows them to retain their memories.
1: I think. Because we've put so much focus on Lupin, Lupin is the first person that McDuke finds.
0: And I think Lupin becomes like an agent for McDuke.
1: Yes. A secret agent of sorts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So McDuke is like, literally like just shows up and he's like, come with me, grabs him and pulls him into a portal. And he's like, oh, right. You're stuck in a time loop and I need your help. Do you understand? Okay. I created a PowerPoint. You know what those are, right? No. Like pulls them, sits them down, puts it through a through a PowerPoint. The guy's like, what is going on? So I think slideshows are going to be universal no matter what reality you're in. Yes. Um. <laughs> now, again, the solution, there's a bunch of things that they solve. And I love the fact that Man, they become. I bet they become really good friends because I bet they're at this for like hundreds of years, Yeah, constantly looping, trying to create the perfect situation. And the obvious solutions are not the core solution. I love the solution that it's becoming really hard to make uh, Lupin happy. But we also find out, cute moment, the Vortex wants McDuke to be happy too. And so it won't actually break the loop until everyone involved is happy. Oh,
1: that's I gonna be all... hard if you're dealing with hundreds. Of <laughs> I people.
0: know, I know. Uh-huh. So, So we're, here we're, it is, Sarah. We're here Sarah. for an eternity. <laughs> what if for McDuke it is all about having a companion, and it maybe this is a, the solution for uh, McDuke is getting the girl, which is you know one of these people stuck in the loop, which maybe he pulls out to. I don't know. But then, how do we make Lupin happy? What? And I'd say this is how we wrap up this whole thing. What is the thing that makes Lupin happy?
1: I guess we have to figure out what was his motivation. And what did he not achieve during his first 25-year loop?
0: Well, we had that scene where he was like, I've been a broadcaster. What have I done? Yeah. So there's something he feels like he hasn't accomplished. What is it that he feels like he needs to accomplish What does he learn to years? value, essentially? Yeah. I mean- It's a love triangle. He falls in love with a girl, too. No. They're stuck in the loop forever. No. The <laughs> Let me have never, this, Sarah. Let okay, me have my, this.
1: <laughs> Robbie, the story never ends.
0: <laughs> no. It's a tragedy.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't a comedy. <laughs> So the question is, is it love? Is it job satisfaction? Is it taking risks when he's learned to play it safe? Maybe-
0: That's a good principle. I like that. Maybe the problem maybe he's is- he's always played it safe. That's
1: why he's stuck in the same job 25 years later. He never learned to take risk. And maybe what he gains in the process is he learns to take risk and he learns to trust himself and he learns to challenge himself. And that's mm. what he gains in that next path through finally find the girl he's supposed to be with. But that's not what breaks him from the loop. What breaks him from the loop is going outside of himself, helping others and taking chances and being willing to take risks.
0: I love the idea that he he gets so accustomed to the time loop and being free of, you know, consequences that he becomes complacent. And it really hammers home that this whole time that, you know, he really needs to find himself. In all the things that you just talked about. So when
1: McDuke finds him, that's when his journey begins.
0: Right. Yep. And so finally, you know, Lupin's like having to discover himself because he lost himself a bit in a way. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. Wow. That was a ride. Uh, You guys have no idea how much we cut out of this episode. <laughs> this was this is probably one of our longest recordings we've ever done. And we really hit a rut. And I gotta give props to Sarah because she pulled us out of it. So thank hey. you, Sarah, for your awesome job. <laughs> I I was I was having writers block. I'm Sarah just glad that we
1: pushed through it because I mean, maybe that's the moral of this story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we you were guys- stuck in a loop. We were stuck in a loop. We kept rehashing the same idea. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. But
1: so we got ourselves stuck in a loop. We got, we put ourselves essentially where Lupin was and we almost gave up. We were going to stop the recording and come back to it on a later undisclosed time, even to ourselves. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to push through this and we're going to finish the episode. So we essentially just went through what our characters went through.
0: Oh, man. Guys, I hate to say it because I can't leave it all in. I can't. It's it's way too much. Yeah, you're not
1: going to... We're at an hour and 20 minutes almost. But I was literally asking
0: Sarah the same question like three times. And I had her say it
1: like three times. Say it.
0: Yeah. She kept repeating it to me and I was like, I don't know where to take this. I don't know what to do. (laughs) And finally, Sarah was like, well, let's do this. And she got us out. She grabbed me. I was drowning in the waters of creativity, sinking, and she grabbed my hand and pulled me out. So... I, well, but I, we you not went on the journey you went
1: on the journey as well so it's not That's all me true. you're a part of this as well
0: guys this was amazing probably more amazing than you'll know I don't know how we're gonna maybe I'll put it in the bloopers maybe not no but guys, <laughs> take, take... <laughs> I'll figure out a way but guys um thanks for joining us thanks for being with us. And you know, take the time. What are some of your favorite time loop stories? What would be an interesting problem to put someone in and have them rehash it again and again? You know, because it really is all about finding what's really needed, discovering what is the real solution you're trying to fix, and how does that loop give them the opportunity to fix it? Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to follow us on social medias, please come and find us uh, on Twitter. It's uh, creators pb pod. If anywhere else, it's just creators playbook. Podcast or just Creator's Playbook. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, check us out. Guys, thank you. And thank you, Sarah, for joining yeah, us. On this thanks episode. for
1: inviting me and letting me come yeah. on the journey with you. Woo, we did it. Yay. Bye,
0: guys. Can't wait to see what you make. <laughs> Bye. Creator's Playbook is a talaya Studios production. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at creatorsplaybook.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see what you make.